What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report. And today, I continue my college football conference previews with the Big 12, AA, uh, Conference USA, and Independence. Now, with the Big 12, uh, this conference this year is a little, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I talked about how we got to embrace this last college football season because it's the last one until, like, uh, uh, like normality before it starts to turn to chaos. This big, the Big 12 this year is kind of like a, a, a preview of what's going to happen in the future. You still got your, your traditional schools like Texas and Oklahoma. They're still there. But you've also got schools like Cincinnati and UCF that don't in any way, shape, or form fit the Big 12 region-wise, culture-wise, anything like that. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird kind of a chaotic year and very difficult to, to predict who wins. So with that said... Uh, let's go ahead and try to do as best as I can. So I go from last place to first place with each of my conferences. So first off, at number 14, I have West Virginia. I This is a team that's been just on a free fall for the last several years. And I'm kind of shocked that they actually kept uh, their head coach, Neil Brown, because he's been kind of, not kind of, he's been very much on fire. Like he's not just, he doesn't just, he doesn't just have a, a hot, like a hot seat. He has like a super, like, He's honestly—I'll be honest with you guys—as a head coach, he's kind of a dead man walking right now. Like he has to probably go eight and four or better to keep his job, because the fans have just given up on him. And honestly, on the team as well, it's the team just seems kind of dead. And I look at this team, and I don't know, man—they don't mature a lot of talent. They—it's a lot. I'm not high on them at all. Uh, I think they'll be last place, and I think they'll miss a bowl game again. And I think Neil Brown's probably getting... If I were to, like, guess who's the first head coach to get fired this year, in the FBS at least, that's not scandal-related, is probably Neil Brown. Now, at 13, it starts getting a little... It gets a lot more difficult. Like I said, it's going to be a little chaotic. 13 through 7, I mean, it's, it's kind of clogged. They're all kind of the same record. So at 13, I have Houston. I think that their uh, non-conference is, is a little bit more tougher. Well, sort of. Texas-San Antonio, they could honestly lose to them. And I just think that them being a new conference like this is going to be... The, a lot of these AAC uh, teams that are coming in, like Cincinnati and Houston and, and uh, uh, UCF and BYU too, that's not AAC, but they're independents. But anyway, like these schools, it's a, it's a bit of a reality check because it's it's, it's, an, it's like a level up in competition. They face uh, uh, Power 5 teams every year, but not, especially BYU, but not to this extent. So it's going to be different. But Houston has a history with Texas and other schools like that in the same conference, like the SWC. So they have a history there. So it like it. I don't think it'll hurt them as much as that, the culture shock, as much as it would be just a competition level. And I think that also, again, having reloaded an offense and defense this year, I think that they probably missed the whole game, honestly. But they'll be better, like, next year, but not this year coming up. Uh, at number 12, I have uh, Iowa State. I think that the last year was a major disappointment. And they lose a lot of talent from last year. And to go to add with that, just everything that's happened off the field, the the, the betting scandal things going on with Iowa State, I think that really affects them. 
a lot. I think more than Iowa because at least Iowa was able to, to get some talent out of the transfer portal and, and stuff like that. Iowa State, no, not really. So, like, it not re- returning, I mean, not getting that much better than what they were last year. And then that happening probably might have some suspensions for this team or more heading to the season. I feel like this is, is just a lot to handle. And I think, and I'm not going to say that he, like, Matt Campbell's on and, like, might be on his way out, but I can see him with the foot out the door, maybe. I don't know. So I like I just not high. I'm not high in Iowa State. I think they missed a bowl game. Uh, at number eleven, I have who? Oh, Jesus, Baylor. All right. So again, like I said, it's chaotic. I don't think Baylor is like a bad team. Uh, I, I I think they make a bowl game. I definitely believe they make a bowl game. It's just that I think a lot of these teams are gonna have similar records. And this goes by matchups and who wins and who win, like who loses to who and all that crap. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I think Baylor's fine. I think they make a bowl game. Uh, uh, I don't know if they get much better than they were last year because they, again they lose a lot of talent. And and it, yeah, I hopefully like I said, Dave Randa did get a lot from the French, from the transfer portal though. But again, it depends on who you're getting. And I haven't been hired a lot of teams that have a high turnover in the transfer portal. So I I I still think they could be better than what they're last year than what they were last year. It's just a lot to have to deal with. And then they played Utah, like that doesn't help things. That's probably a loss right there. So like they're not going to be as bad as their record shows, and they'll still make a bowl game though. At number ten, I have UCF. I think if there's a team from this conference that could like from that's a newcomer for this conference that can make a bowl game this year. It's either them or Cincinnati. And I I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. I don't think they'll be. Uh, I'll, well, they'll fall off a little. Because, again, change of competition and everything. But I don't think they fall off that bad. I still see them making a bowl game. Uh, their non-conference isn't that tough at all. Villanova, that should be a win. Kent State is going to be an easy win. Boise State's the tough one. But if they can pull off a, a, a couple of one or two upsets yeah I think they make a bowl game again they're not gonna get to 90 wins like they did last year no no this is a, this is a whole other level of competition and UCF they're not the same UCF they were a few years ago but still like I I still think they're good enough that and they still have a lot of talent returning still that I still see them making a bowl game at number nine I have BYU I think BYU makes a bowl game. I'm just, I don't know. I know that a lot of people probably don't agree with that, but I feel like they're just, I feel like they have enough experience. The most, they have the most experience of any of these newcomers coming to the Big 12 this year of facing Power 5 teams consistently. So I think it won't be that big of like a competition shock for them as much as it would for the other teams coming in this year for the Big 12. But I, and it won't be that big of like a travel or culture shock because yes, they're in Utah, but Utah's still like close enough to the Southwest in a weird way. You know, it's the Mountain West, so like I, I think those combined with the fact that they bring in Slovis, Keaton Slovis as a transfer uh, from the transfer portal, like they bring him in as, as starting quarterback. So I think BYU, I don't know, I feel like they could uh, still make a bowl game this year. At number eight. I have Cincinnati. I think they're the best team out of this group. 
of newcoming teams into the Big 12. Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and uh, Houston. Now this group, I think, like I said, Cincinnati has the most talent, I think. I think Scott Satterfield, I do think that's a bit of a a downgrade from uh, Luke Fickle, but he's not a bad coach. I, I think the thing that hurt him at Appalachian State was, I mean, at Louisville, was the whole ambition to go to South Carolina thing that did not work out well at all. So, like, yeah, that kind of just burned bridges and, and it just ended out in a kind of a disaster at Louisville for him. But, like, he's not a bad coach, I don't think. And and I think this is a good spot for him. And And, like I said, Cincinnati, they lose a lot of talent, though. But they still have enough talent in, regardless, that I still feel confident that they could make a bowl game anyway. At uh, numbers... Ooh, did I say number seven? Let me see. At number... Yeah, seven. Okay, now it's time to separate a little. Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'll say this about Oklahoma State. Last year was a major disappointment. I mean, a lot of people had them as, like, uh, a potential playoff dark horse team, and they completely fell off. I mean, not only did they go 7-6, and six, how they lost, they just got some of these matchups, like getting smashed by Kansas. The worst one, though, was still the, the Kansas State one. Losing by 48 to Kansas State. That was just a complete dumpster fire what happened. And and maybe it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man, what happened with them last year. And, but the weird thing about Oklahoma State is that Mike Gundy, in a weird way, he has his faults. But with these types of, te- these types of, of, of teams, he always tends to, to have them surpass expectations. Oklahoma State, on paper, coming off what it did last year, should probably miss a bowl game. But I feel like with how Mike Gundy coaches, they'll find a way to get the right pieces in, into place. And I see them winning at least seven games probably this year. Uh, at number six, I have a shocker here. I have TCU. I know that they just came off of a playoff appearance and getting... And I know they got wiped off the face of the earth by Georgia, but they made it to the national title game. That's a huge accomplishment. Especially for for TCU, a school that honestly hasn't really been at that level since what the fifties, sixties. It's been a long time since they've been anywhere near that good. They always been, they've been consistently good, but like you know, national title contender good, no. So, like seeing them at that level was nice, but I let's be have a reality check here. They lose a lot of talent, <laughs> a lot of talent, especially on offense. I mean, woof, they lose almost all their starting receivers. They lose their star quarterback. They they lose a lot of their running backs. Like, they lose, they, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, they're going to lose a lot of talent. So I see a big drop-off this year, probably. Uh, they, they'll still win at least eight games, I think. But, like, they're not going to go and, and, and win the Big 12 this year. I don't see it. At uh, number five, I have Oklahoma. I know. I think a lot of people would probably think, oh, Oklahoma is going to improve a lot, right? I do think they'll they'll be better than they were last year, definitely. That was a complete disaster. But they were, what, 6-6? Six and six? And when you look in between the lines, it's not that shocking. Caleb Williams really, when he was there before he transferred to USC, he really hit a lot of faults. 
in that team. They won a lot of games entirely off of him that they had no business winning two years ago. So though falling off and going 6-6 six and six this year isn't that much of a, of a shocker, honestly, when you look at it. So, like, uh, 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 Oklahoma, this year I do think they'll improve. I think they'll be better. I think that there were some things just fundamentally or, like, within the assist, like, within the football team itself that they, it wasn't a, a well-built football team, I'll just say that. And then they lost a lot of talent from, from transferring to USC because head coach Lincoln Riley left. So, like, it was a lot. This year they have, it's a lot more settled, a lot less turnover, a lot less turnover, and those players are older now. They were kind of forced into the spotlight last year, including quarterback uh, Dylan Gabriel. So, like, I, I think Oklahoma will be better. I still think, though, they're a year or two away from getting back up to what they were. So, yeah, I still see, see, them, being, see them being fifth in the Big 12. I think they can win eight or nine games this year. Like, that's still a big improvement from the six and seven they had last year, but I still think they're like a year or two away from being like a, a New Year's Six Bowl game team. At number four, I have my biggest dark horse in this conference, Texas Tech. I think this is kind of a darling dark horse team in general for a lot of people predicting college football this year. So, like, it, it wouldn't be that big of a shocker if they ended up surprising some a lot of teams this year. But I really do like Texas Tech. They had a weird situation going on last year at the beginning of the season. And, and, and it's Joey McGuire's first year. Boom. Eight and five. Surpassed expectations big time. They have a lot returning. Definitely. I like Tyler Show, the quarterback. Uh, they have good receivers. They have a, a, they have a good, a, a similar good defense. But like, this is, a, this is a, a different Texas Tech team. This is a Texas Tech team that could honestly be good enough. They're ceiling this year, I think. Uh, best case scenario is, is like a, a top 15 team, honestly. They're that good. I think they win at least nine games this year. I'm very high in Texas Tech. I think they continue their improvements from a, a surprisingly good year last year. At number three, I have a team that shocked a lot of people last year. Didn't shock me as much because I thought they'd be good enough to make a bowl game at least last year because their head coach is really good. And it's Kansas. I think we forget last year Kansas looked like a team that could win the Big 12 before uh, entries hit. If they can stay healthier this year, they return Jalen Daniels. Uh, they got Devin Neal. They have a lot of talent on offense and on defense. Like, like if Kansas can, can, well, their defense was a little rough, but if they can improve and, like I said, stay healthy, and uh, Lance Leopold, man, that's a phenomenal head coach. They could win the Big 12, honestly. It wouldn't surprise me. This is a very good team. Like, I think a lot of people are, are kind of still underestimating them, despite how much improved they were last year. So, like, yeah, watch out for Kansas, especially if they stay healthy. Uh, number two, this one's going to surprise a lot of people. I have Texas, but I still have them being much improved. Not winning the Big 12, but still a much improved season. I have them beating Alabama. I'm serious. I, I think Texas wins the big, I mean, I think they beat Alabama, and I think they become a legit playoff contender. But I think Kansas State does as well what they did to TCU last year. Spoiler alert, I have Kansas State winning the Big 12. But yeah, Texas, I think they play in, in the Big 12 title game. I think they're going to be a top 10 team throughout the year. I think this is a breakout year for them, finally. The players are older. They have a lot of talent on this team. A lot, especially on offense. 
Xavier Rosie, Quinn Ewers, like like they have talent in this team. They just need to get older. The lines are older, both in the offense and on defense, so that helps a lot. Because one thing that's hurt Texas, I felt like, throughout those several years in the past, these recent years where they looked like they had a lot of talent, but they ended out disappointing, is that their lines were always kind of weak. This year, I feel like they're getting better, much better. So I think that combined, I think, even with Bajan Robertson gone, I feel like this is still a, a, I don't know if i say a national title contender, but they're definitely a playoff contender. And number one, I have a team that beats Texas in a Big Toe title game and goes on to another New Year's Six Bowl game is Kansas State. I love everything about Kansas State. I like Will Howard. I like the head coach, Chris Kleeman. He was great at North Dakota State. Something about all these coaches that you get a coach from, from like North Dakota State and the coaching staff, and I really do feel like you're going to be winning. Honestly, a lot of these coaches in general from that region, like uh, Lance Leopold, uh, he's not from North Dakota State, no, but he's like from that the Midwest, upper Midwest region like that. Like a lot of coaches from that area, they just know how to do it. I don't know what it is, but they just, they're phenomenal. And it can, it, they're able to translate to different levels of college football. So like, yeah, like I'm high on Kansas State. I've been high on them for a while. I like that people are now starting to notice like, okay, yeah, this is a good team because everyone has them in the top 20 in the preseason. I think they win the Big 12 again. I think they play in another uh, New Year's Six Bowl game again. I don't see them being a playoff team, no, or a playoff contender really, but I do see them winning the Big 12 in a weird way. Like, sorry, Texas fans, I see them breaking your hearts in a Big 12 title game. So, yeah, that's my predictions for the uh, Big 12. Yeah, now for the Conference USA, this was definitely a victim of, uh, this conference was definitely a victim of uh, conference realignment. I would say how they feed the Sun Belt in the past, not going to say they deserved it, no, but it is what it is in a weird way, you know? So, like, in a lot, a lot of teams in the conference USA, too, kind of did it, the Sun Belt as well. And the only reason why this conference even still exists right now is because Western Kentucky at the last, I mean, if, yeah, if I'm correct, Western Kentucky, right? Or was it Memphis? One of those two teams at the last second decided, no, Middle Tennessee, my bad, my apologies. Yeah, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky were both looking at the MAC, right? Or at least Western Kentucky was really, Western Kentucky was really looking at the MAC, and they need another team to balance it out to even out the MAC, right? So Middle Tennessee was that team, and at the last second, Middle Tennessee decided to just stay with the Conference USA. So yeah, that's the only reason why this conference even exists still right now. For most, so it's barely hanging on by a thread. And it is the weakest conference in, in, in the FBS by a landslide. So, yeah, looking at this, uh, I'll just go ahead and do it. Number nine, I'll go with Sam Houston State. They're coming in from the FCS. They were not very good last year. Uh, they're losing a lot of talent again. So, yeah. Number eight, I have Florida International. They're going to be really bad this year. <laughs> they're going to be very bad. Uh, number seven, Jacksonville State. Yes, they're coming in from the FCS as well, but they were much better last year. They have a lot more talent returning. Rich Rod is their coach, which is funny, but yeah. Number six, I have New Mexico State. I actually think they can make a bowl game this year. I think they go back to a bowl game. Really, like, yeah. At number five, I have Louisiana Tech. I think this is kind of a, a still rebuilding year in a way. I'd say they miss a bowl game because their non-conference is a little tougher than New Mexico State's. At number four, Liberty. Uh, a little bit of rebuilding gear. 
they'll still be very good though. So yeah, they're not gonna fall much. Definitely still making a bowl game. Number three, UTEP. I think they continue their improvement and they make a bowl game this year. Number two, Middle Tennessee. Uh, yeah, you know they they're, they're probably the second best team in this conference. Uh, they're win over Miami, Florida last year. They have a good offense. And number one, Western Kentucky. Pretty clearly, like not even close, honestly. Like this is not even a question. They're by far the best team in this conference. And I can see why they're a little angry when they go to the MAC because at this point, they shouldn't be in a conference of this caliber. So that's the Conference USA. Uh, West Kentucky winning and beating Middle Tennessee in the Conference USA championship game. And finally, my last conference, I guess you could call it a conference, not really. It's a collection of teams that aren't in a conference, the Independents. Now, first off, Notre Dame. I think they're going to be the best team in the, in the independence, pretty clearly, obviously. Uh, I think they could be a national title contender, honestly. Best case scenario. I think uh, this team, I like this team. I like Sam Hartman. I love what he, how he looked in, in, the spring, in the spring game. If he plays like that during the regular season, watch out. I, do, I think they beat Ohio State. I think they maybe slip up. One game, maybe, and I think they lose the USC, and I think that keeps them out of the playoffs. But I do think they're definitely going to be a playoff contending team throughout the whole year. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they made the playoffs, honestly, though. Uh, Army, I think, bounces back big time. I think last year was kind of a weird year for them. They were still went 6-6, six and six, but they still missed a bowl game. I think this year they return a lot of talent. They're going to be a lot better this year. I see at least eight games that they win. And they bounce back to the bowl game. Number three, UConn. I think they stay a possible bowl team again. Uh, they're going to stay doing good. I, I'm happy for UConn because they were awful two years ago. Like, really bad. Losing by double figures to Holy Cross bad. So, seeing the improvement they they made over these last two years is, is really good. At number four, and last place, though, is UMass, who is the exact opposite of UConn. They are still awful. They're still going to be awful. I think that Don Brown, Don Brown has a good history with UMass. He was their former head coach, and he was such a good head coach for them back then that he made them good enough that they actually moved up to FBS in the first place. So Don Brown being back in UMass is interesting. I do think, though, it's a, it's a, this is a different story here. Like, this is a lot tougher to work with. Like, you're not playing in the Colonial. It's different. And UMass seems actually worse than they were in the FCS, weirdly enough. Like, this team is just... There's not, there's not a lot going on here. They could maybe pull off a win over Merrimack. That's about all. Because I look at the rest of the schedule, they're not beating anyone else on the schedule. So, yeah. It's going to be a rough year for you Mass fans. So, that was my predictions for every conference in college football. But, if you want to know my, my final predictions for like the playoffs or the Heisman and stuff like that, you got to come out and tune in on Friday. Definitely. That's my college football preview episode. It comes the day before week zero of college football, the official beginning of college football season. That's it for today. See you guys again on Wednesday. Remember you guys Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Again, this is the only podcast where you'll hear someone talk about the Justice Society of America, college football, and the Oscars in the span of a week. So, yeah, you never know what I'll talk about, right? So definitely tune in. Uh, again, thank you all, though for listening uh please subscribe download again 
follow me on Twitter at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase, and follow me on threads, Blake Pulliam 1, all lowercase. And that's it for today. See you guys again on Wednesday. Bye.